Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of Kumo tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at FoxSportsRadio.com. Or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Welcome back in. It is the week before the NFL draft is underway. And if you know what that means, at least you should know what that means. Drama, drama, drama. And most of the drama right now is circling around the number three draft pick in the NFL. Who are the San Francisco 49ers going to take? We have got, what is the math here now, Dub? Ten days? Next? I think that's right. Ten days from now. Thursday of next week. We will know once and for all what the choice is going to be, what decision will be made as it pertains to the NFL draft. Right now, we know, you know, I know, everybody out there knows. Number one overall pick, Trevor Lawrence. He's going to be going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Number two overall pick, Zach Wilson. He is a massive favorite to go to uh, the New York Jets. But the number three overall pick, oh boy, the drama continues to build. Justin Fields, we told you at the end of last week, suddenly surged into the lead. As I look at it right now, FanDuel has Justin Fields Minus 135 to go number three overall to the 49ers. Mac Jones plus 125, all right? This is the drama. Trey Lance, by the way, is plus 380. So we know that the 49ers are going to go quarterback at three, but we have seen a big swing from Mac Jones, who had a monster amount of uh, support. He had gotten all the way out to minus 333, and we had a decent amount of support 
for Justin Fields early on, but then he fell back to a, a substantial underdog. Now he's back to minus 135. So one of many things that I am fascinated about here is breaking down the larger picture here of how we would contemplate what to expect with an Ohio State signal caller and an Alabama signal caller. And let me talk, we talked about this just a little bit with Lance Taylor in the last hour. But I do think this is an interesting point of debate. Ryan Day is a fantastic offensive coordinator who has created a phenomenal system at Ohio State. Dwayne Haskins put up monster numbers. First-round draft pick, goes to Washington, falls flat on his face, fails. Doesn't even finish his second year, gets kicked out by Ron Rivera. They basically say, hey, you're no longer our guy. Okay, Tua, obviously coming off of the injury, but Tua gets drafted by the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins are pretty decent. They've already got Ryan Fitzpatrick. They start to plug in Tua, and I think it's fair to say that Tua's rookie year was not a phenomenal rookie year. At best, he was average, I think, relative to expectations with the Miami Dolphins. Moreover, the guys who have replaced each of those quarterbacks, Mac Jones at Alabama and Justin Fields at Ohio State, have arguably been as good or better at their positions than the guys that they replaced. Mac Jones nearly wins the Heisman Trophy. Instead, his wide receiver, Devontae Smith, does. Justin Fields, as a first-year quarterback, is phenomenal. And by the way, against Clemson in the college football playoff, lights out better than Dwayne Haskins ever was. So there's a little bit of a whisper out there. I might even call it an inkling, but a small point of discussion that is worthy of contemplation that is taking us back into the past and the question that is lingering out there is this could Ryan Day and could Steve Sarkeesian at Alabama the offensive coordinator who's now at Texas could both of those guys have designed such a good system that we have the eternally dreadful phrase back once more system quarterback at play here let me unpack it a little bit Alabama is a little bit different What Alabama might have, in addition to a great system under Steve Sarkeesian, is maybe the greatest collection of wide receiver talent that we have ever seen in the history of college football. And I know some people get upset, and they're like, well, that's a wild hyperbole. I'm not sure that it is. Think about this. You've got Devontae Smith, who wins the Heisman Trophy. Jalen Waddell, who is going to be a high-level first-round pick. Henry Ruggs, who is one of the fastest wide receivers to ever play in the NFL, and you have got Jerry Judy, again, with the Broncos. Those are four first-round picks, all right, at Alabama, all playing at the same time. And I will admit to you that in watching Tua, as he just threw lasers all over the field, I thought to myself, my goodness, Tua looks like the greatest college quarterback just about of all time before his injury, but now in retrospect, looking at what Mac Jones did, looking at what the offense did with him, even in a COVID year where they looked even better, honestly, than they did with Tua, I think you can start to ask, wait a minute, had Steve Sarkeesian designed such a good offensive system and was there such good wide receiver talent that it's possible, possible, I'm saying, 
that there is a system quarterback issue at play with Tua Tagovailoa and also with Mac Jones. Similarly, at Ohio State, is Ryan Day's offensive system so advanced that Dwayne Haskins looked like a stud and as soon as he got to the NFL, you took a step back and you said, wait a minute, this dude is nowhere near ready for prime time. I don't think he should have been, based on what we saw from Washington, I don't think this dude should have been a first-round pick at all. And then you think about how good Justin Fields was, and you wonder on some level, could it be possible, could it be, that each of these guys is the beneficiary not only of great systems, great talent, but also of a overall team that is playing at a different caliber and a different level than anybody else. And when you get to the NFL, and there's not very much that distinguishes you from the other teams that you're playing against, maybe, and I'm just tossing this out there, there could be some apprehension as it pertains to Alabama and Ohio Ohio State quarterbacks. Now, there are other teams out there that have incredibly advanced offenses that have had such success in the NFL that we don't really think about it. I'll give you an example. Oklahoma. Lincoln Riley coaches the quarterback position at an incredibly high level. But I think it's fair to say that Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, and now even Jalen Hurts, all of them have gone into the NFL and proven to be capable as starting quarterbacks. Now, I'm not saying they're extraordinary, but I think it's fair to say that they haven't fallen flat on their faces. They've been capable of starting in the NFL. And so even though I think it's fair to say that Lincoln Riley is an incredible offensive coach at the college level, He's also been coaching very phenomenally talented quarterbacks in Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, and Jalen Hurts. And we'll see how Spencer Rattler does going forward. Obviously, the early part of last season did not go well for Oklahoma. We'll see how they continue to evolve in the future. But I do think this is something that Kyle Shanahan has to be thinking a little bit about in the back of his head. How much of what he sees on tape is a little bit akin to to what you see when you watch high school highlight tapes. You ever notice, you ever talk to college coaches? Say one of the biggest challenges they have is looking at talent on tape and trying to assess speed and arm strength on those tapes because the guys, unlike in college basketball, where all of the best players compete against each other at tournaments, and so you don't have to rely on a high school football game to see how talented somebody is. When you look at college football, a guy who turns the corner might be running a 4-8 and be chased by a guy running a 5-2 and he looks like a 4-5 guy. That's why all these college coaches want the players on their campus so they can put them basically through their own version of the combine. They want them on campus for camps so that they can say, oh, let's compare these guys and see who's actually the best. Let's put speed against speed. Let's put arm strength against arm strength. Let's actually analyze the larger picture here and see exactly how all of it shakes down. And so I think, look, they look at everything. I'm sure Kyle Shanahan by this point has seen every game throw 
that Justin Fields has ever made, and he's seen every game throw that Mac Jones has ever made. But relatively speaking, these guys haven't played a massive number of games, and so the decision of what to do at three, I've been saying for a long time, I don't think there's any way that Kyle Shanahan uh, traded up to three without knowing what he was going to do, but I do think he can have an idea of what he's going to do and then start to waver the more time he looks at something. You ever have that experience in your life where you love something, but the more you think about it, the more doubts you start to develop? Like I've already, I've always said this, this is one of my lessons in, in life. If you have no doubts about a decision, then you haven't thought about it long enough, Right? If you're just like, I 100 billion percent know there's no way this could ever fail, I'm sorry you haven't thought about it long enough. I, I just, I, 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 there, no matter what decision you are making in your life, should I take this job? Should I marry this person? Should I buy this stock? What about if I put my kids in this school? What about if I buy this car? What if I decide to live here? What if I go to this college compared to another? Every decision that you make there are potential bad outcomes even if you think that it's a genius idea and nothing can go wrong. So I say, go to a wedding, have a great time at that wedding, know that roughly half of all weddings, no matter how happy the bride and groom look on the wedding day, they're going to get divorced. Not trying to be, you might have just dubbed, you just went to a wedding, San Antonio, I feel like you've gone to a wedding every week for like three straight years, Huge percentage of those people are going to get divorced. It's true. Todd Furman, my buddy, we were making fun of him. He came, uh, he went out to uh, Cleveland, co-host on Fox Bet Live. He came on with us Friday, I think, didn't he? And then he was going to, uh, he was flying out early morning, whatever, to uh, to Cleveland. And he was going to his girlfriend's ex-boyfriend's wedding. I haven't even talked to him since he went there. We need to get him on the show later this uh, later this week. Furman's still single. Huge percentage. I, you know what I did? I've married two people in my life. I've actually done the ceremony. I have stood up in front of God and the whole crowd, and I have married two different couples. First couple that I married, they got divorced within six months. That was it. They were done. They didn't even make it a year. Second couple that I've married, they've made it a year so far. So far, so good. Couldn't predict what was going to happen, right? Any wedding, no matter how happy the couple is, things can go awry. And so I wonder on some level whether Kyle Shanahan, in making the trade to get to number three as early as he did, whether you start to doubt yourself. And I'll give you another example. I've written several books. Written several books. The most challenging thing about writing a book is not writing the book. It's about going back over and editing the book because sooner or later, you stop being able to see it with fresh eyes. What do I mean by that? You can't understand it as a reader would because you've spent so much time as a writer changing the words, changing the paragraph order and everything else that you start to get lost in the individual words as opposed to the larger flow of the book. And I guarantee you, the more time you spend looking at these quarterbacks, the less able you are to see their performance with fresh eyes. 
And so I wonder about that when it comes to analyzing these quarterback choices. At some point, you drown in information you have seen too much. And I wonder if that partly explains the swing back and forth as it pertains to Kyle Shanahan. Because if you work on something long enough, and it's not just books, by the way. It can be music. I guarantee it's movies, too. When you're sitting in that room and you're editing the footage, sooner or later, you can't tell if something's funny anymore. You can't tell if it's still scary because you've seen it so many times. You're picking apart every little minute flaw and you're losing the big picture. That's why they put movies on and test them in front of audiences because after a long time, the directors and the cinematographers and everybody else, they got no idea. They've worked on it to such a degree that they've lost the ability to see it with fresh eyes, and I think that's where Kyle Shanahan is. And so I think he knew what he wanted to do when he traded to three, but I wonder if he goes and he watches Justin Fields and he goes and he watches Mac Jones and he goes and he watches Trey Lance, whether it's a little bit like going to visit a bunch of different colleges, you end up loving all of them and it makes it more difficult to actually decide what your choice is going to be. And I wonder also whether a little part of your brain back there, tiny little doubt starts to think, I wonder why Tua and Dwayne Haskins didn't work out as well as maybe everybody anticipated Could there be some sort of system quarterback-related issue in play at Ohio State because of Ryan Day's excellence and in play at Alabama because of the overall talent, but also because of the offense that Steve Sarkeesian built? I think it's a fascinating question. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. 
I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Kumo tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installation near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their kumo test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Joined now by Bobby Barak. Bobby, we've been talking a little bit, uh, and I want to start here before we get to ESPN's lies. We've been talking about Jake Paul and the fight and the amount of interest that he has been able to create in a fight career. Uh, would, did you watch anything from Saturday? What would it, If the answer is no, what would it take for you to be willing to buy a Jake Paul fight? Is there anything? How would you assess this overall marketplace in general? Yeah, so first of all, I did not watch the fight. I find this interesting. I was actually texting some people that cover the sport of boxing that I know, um, and I, I grew up as a big boxing fan, and the sentiment that I got, most of the actual like hardcore boxing fans are not interested in Jake Paul or his brother yeah. Logan Paul. They find this to be like a slap in the face to the sport. But if you go like online, there is a lot of interest in him, but it's mostly of non boxing fans. So I think like someone like me who still does watch boxing tries to catch Canelo Alvarez, uh, Terrence Crawford, uh, Lomachenko fights and all that. To me, I'm not that interested in seeing these kind of like, you know, made for show exhibition, you know, not made for show, but it's not really a real consequence, not a uh, boxing quote unquote that I'm used to prize fighting. So I'm not overly interested in watching these guys fight, except if they were to step in the ring with an actual boxer, which I think Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather are supposed to do at some point this year. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. So the, I guess the question becomes, is this good or bad for boxing in general to kind of be an entry point for some people? Yeah, I, mean, I think good in the sense of, Whoever is involved in this stuff is making money. Like that Roy Jones Jr., Mike Tyson card, and Nate Robinson versus one of the Paul brothers, I believe. Jake, Jake. Paul, yeah. Yeah, that drew more interest than really any boxing fight we've seen since Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury, too. So I think good for the network, but obviously bad for the traditional boxers because Jake Paul is now a bigger draw than Terrence Crawford who I consider to be the best pound-for-pound fighter in the world. (laughs) So for some uh, guy like Jake Paul to be such a significantly bigger draw than him, it's bad for for the overall 
sport, but for the networks and those that are involved in it, it's good for them. I think you'll see more celebrity boxers getting involved because that's where the interest is. There's not as much interest in fights like Crawford versus Errol Spence. You had a story up over the weekend. Uh, Let's transition into the NBA, and that's going to lead into ESPN's lies. Uh, But the NBA last year, uh, a lot of people wanted to say, okay, it was a COVID year, the NBA Finals, like there was a little bit of a non-traditional time that it was airing, everything else set an all-time low record for viewership for its national regular season games. This year, the NBA is back pretty much closer to a regular season, and they're actually having even lower uh, amounts of viewership. How much of an issue is this for the NBA in your mind? Well, I think huge. Clay, I want to just go over a few numbers um, for the read or for the listeners that didn't get a chance to read this. Coming into the year, which we just talked about, it's expected to be a record low. ABC or um, the NBA's most important broadcast partner. That's all but done. They are going to record another all-time low like they did last year. But heading into this year, since 2012. NBA games on broadcast TV are down 45%. On cable, they are down 40% on TNT and 20% on ESPN. You add that into this past NBA Finals, again, it fits in that same category, all-time low, struggling to get even 8 million viewers down 51% year over year. So that was what the NBA was dealing with coming into the season where most sports writers and pundits said, okay, now it's going to rebound to COVID, uh, COVID, the messed up season, the truncated offseason, all that messed up. The bubble season. is over. Like they're not, it's not an, not an election year anymore. Like all the excuses year. that they made last right. year. Yeah. Yeah, I saw some people say, say, you know, well, like the news cycle, the lockdowns, all that stuff just got people so depressed they don't want to watch sports. You heard all of the excuses. But this year, all that's pretty much out the way, and it's down even more. And you ask me, is this a problem for the NBA? You know, I get that question a lot. People are like, well, it's like the league's going to fold. Why does it really matter? Here's why it matters. Um, last month, a report came out from CNBC that the NBA is plan on, planning on asking their broadcast partners for three times the money they're paying now. They want to raise that rights package to $75 billion. It's at $24 billion. It's going to be pretty hard to sit down. Triple. From $25 billion basically to $75 billion. Right. That's what they want their television partners to pay. Clay, you're a businessman. That's a pretty tough ask when you're down. When you're down, recording record lows to say, "Hey, I want three times more money than you're paying now." I think the NBA is going to have a hard time getting that the way things are going right now. Yeah, I mean, especially again, the people that are losing money right now are advertisers because, uh, for you know, just a basic economic back of the math, uh, back of the envelope math here. The way that the television networks get compensated for the money they pay to the NBA or the NFL or Major League Baseball or the NHL is through advertising to a large extent and then also through uh, being able to charge more for the cable and satellite channel. Well, the number of people that are subscribing to the cable and satellite bundle is plummeting in short order. And simultaneously, uh, you've got a major issue with the audiences plummeting also, so you can't get as much money in advertising. Now, maybe one of the saviors for the NBA and other leagues is going to be these streaming services, which right now don't have to make money, and maybe they're going to pay so much in order to just have the exclusive rights to the NBA and 
the NHL and Major League Baseball and everything else that they get to take another uh, get through another television rights cycle through streaming. But I just I look at this and say, boy, this is a uh, this is a major threat uh, to the NBA. And by the way, my theory on why it's happened is I think the NBA has basically said we don't care about half of our audience, and they've alienated a large percentage of people that love the NBA. I hear from people all the time, everywhere I go, I'm like. Uh, people want to come up and they're like, man, I used to love the NBA. In the 90s and 2000s, I loved it. And then they started lecturing me about politics and I bailed. And this ties in with another story you had. The Oscars is this Sunday. This Sunday is the is coming up. And there was an interesting line in the New York Times uh, writing about how awful the Oscars ratings have been becoming where they quoted an anonymous producer and they said, if you look at the minute-by-minute ratings of the Oscars – as soon as an actor or actress gets up and says something political during a speech, people legitimately turn their televisions off and the audience collapses. Yeah, and I don't doubt that at all. And my reaction to that is something I've been on for a while. You, know, you just got in talking about how cable boxes and subscriptions are hemorrhaging. So you're already in an uphill battle trying to maintain a fight off cord cutting and other interests. So when you make something political, you're then turning your back or giving a middle finger to half the audience. So yeah. you're already down. And you're just going down more. Like I said, you know, in 1998, if the Oscars were so determined to get involved politically, make these statements, okay, then you do it because you had like 50 million viewers tuning in. That was the Titanic war. year, 1998, Titanic. for those yeah. of you out there, which I think yeah. is like the highest audience, most viewers the Oscars have ever had, if I'm not mistaken. It is, 100%. So at that point, it's, don't get me wrong, it still would have been bad business because you would have lost a good portion of your audience, but you had so much room to fall. Every year, the Oscars keeps dipping and dipping and dipping. Clay, if they lose the same amount of viewers that the Golden Globes did, which is around 60%, the Oscars is going to fall under 10 million viewers. And the people quoted in that New York Times story, they didn't seem like that was too far. In fact, can you imagine if the Oscars falls to like 8, 9 million viewers? I mean, that that is unheard of, unimaginable. And it is because if they would have just held on to all their audience and not made this event so political, they would have not hit this hard. But it's too late now because now not only are these events political, viewers are expecting them to be political. So even if they don't touch on politics, which I expect they will, viewers won't tune in to find out. Uh, all right, so we're talking to Bobby Barack, and uh, there was an Adrian Wojnarowski story that went up this morning at, I'm looking, 1045, uh, 11.54 a.m. Eastern. So I was explaining to uh, to listeners in the first hour, I said, hey, I was coaching Little League Baseball a lot on Saturday and Sunday, but a bunch of OutKick readers sent me the link to this article and uh, and they said, hey, you need to read this. Adrian Wojnarowski, who's probably the highest paid reporter at ESPN, published an article just before noon on Sunday, and it was about the NBA preparing for the impact of a verdict in the Derek Chauvin case uh, up in Minneapolis, the George Floyd, uh, the, the police officer who's charged uh, with murder for the, uh, for the George Floyd case. And at the bottom of the uh, article, uh, there was a line where they said the NBA and WNBA postponed a full slate of playoff games 
after another uh, unarmed black man, comma, Jacob Blake, was shot by police in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Um, and so they initially said, that's, by the way, 100% a lie. Jacob Blake himself has admitted that he was actually carrying a knife, um, and uh, ESPN is reporting that he was unarmed, and this ties in with Mark Jones, who's one of ESPN's highest-paid NBA announcers, who had said on a Bucks lakers game that Jacob Blake was unarmed and shot by police as well. And so ESPN leaves this story up for over four hours as the focal point of their website, the lead article on the website. Um, I go read about it. I see it, and I'm like, man, that's a blatant lie. And so I tweet about it. Within 20 minutes, they have changed the language without noting that they had made any correction at all. And then later, they said at the top of the article, uh, this story has been corrected, read below, and they added, ESPN incorrectly reported that Jacob Blake was unarmed, and then they added in, when he was shot seven times, Blake said in an interview that he was carrying a small pocket knife, uh, and then which he said he initially dropped. So they're pretending that still he was a victim here. They don't point out, uh, Bobby, as you uh, wrote at OutKick, that the reason why police were called was because the woman, a woman was afraid of Jacob Blake because she had previously said that he had assaulted her. And they also don't mention that police told Jacob Blake to drop this knife, which is actually not a small pocket knife. It's a pretty decent-sized knife, i.e., if somebody was trying to stab you with this thing, you would be terrified. Uh, and so they didn't actually correctly report. In fact, they reported a lie. Uh, how would you assess this from the ESPN's perspective? Yeah, one thing I want to add to that. So they did two updates. You know, like, like you said, first of all, they reworded it uh, kind of odd way. Then they added the correction. But that correction didn't come until I asked them for comment. And then I responded yes. the second time. They said, well, we have no comment, but, but do you see our update? And I said, okay, I'll put in your comment. They, you declined to comment, but did you really update it? Because you, you just kind of spun the story. You didn't mention that he was armed. You just all of a sudden acted like that element of the story was irrelevant. So it wasn't until you and I tweeted out that they refused to comment or fix the story. that Then they add the second update to say, like you said, they admitted that he had a knife, but really made it sound like, again, like he was a victim, like he was of no threat. They made sure to say pocket knife. They didn't mention why the police were called or any of anything like that. So but it goes, goes back to this. ESPN, Three week, less than three weeks ago, had Mark Jones on a live NBA broadcast that had millions of viewers spread this lie. He said openly, Bob, Jacob Blake was an unarmed black man, no threat, a police just came up and shot him. I gave him every chance to respond to that. I said, you know, do you guys want to address this? Do you guys want me to put in the piece that ESPN says, you know, what Mark Jones said was incorrect? They refused to. So by refusing to do that, the trickle-down effect is the employees either A, want to jump on board and spread that lie, or B, which I think is very likely as far as like some ESPN.com editors, have no idea anything about the story. So ESPN, by refusing to address it the first time, now has to deal with this again the second time. Um, I blame a lot of people for this, including Adrian Wojnarowski, the reporters, those that promote this online. But above all else, I blame ESPN management because they're the ones that keep letting these these stories happen. And these happen. lies, these lies, be spread, and they don't correct them. Yeah, 
I mean, you know, you, I mean, that's the, that's the way it goes. If, if someone lies, keeps on lying, and ESPN does nothing about it, and a Mark Jones case actually promote him, the trickle-down effect is other employees are going to do the same. ESPN could have ended this quickly so what Mark Jones said was wrong a few weeks ago. They didn't do it. Now, two and a half weeks later, an employee says the exact same thing and says it in print, which is even worse. And it was up for hours and hours as their lead story. ESPN spreads lies, and they don't do anything to fix it until OutKick points out that they're spreading lies. And even then, they still don't come back with the full truth. Uh, Bobby Barak, I appreciate the time. Keep up the good work. Uh, We will talk to you again soon. All right, thanks, Clay. This is OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Redestein tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended and installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their redestein test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Sorbet. Did you know that sorbet was a uh, flower color? You ever heard that before, Dub? I mean, I know sorbet is like a frozen treat. Yeah, right. But have you ever heard of sorbet roses? I have not. That's news to me. I mean, I am a radio professional. The fact that I would see that and just be like, oh, they got to be sorbet roses. is pretty impressive. Don't want to brag or draw attention to myself. But I'm actually kind of curious to see these. And they are coming to my house. And when they arrive at my house, do you know what I'll say? I will tell my wife what I have told her for six years that I've been doing this radio program when those flowers have been arriving. Hey, look, babe, I was just thinking about you, and I decided to get flowers sent to the house. She has not believed me for six straight years. Of course, it's partly because it's not true, because they are sending them straight to my house at 1-800-Flowers, so I see them, and so I can be like, oh, those are what 36 sorbet flowers look like, so they should be at my house. I think they're coming tomorrow, coming because I ordered them for my wife because I love her so much. And at some point, she's going to maybe believe me. Maybe because they're sorbet flowers, she's going to be like, well, I mean, this is really a step up. Usually you have the red roses. Now we got 36 sorbet flowers. I mean, this could be a big-time play for me. Important. Need to get out of the doghouse while I can. 36 sorbet roses. Speaking of the doghouse, I I just, I mean, I look at this ESPN story. You just heard me talking with Bobby Barak. And, I mean, they employ thousands of people. And I would love to know what the editorial process is before a story goes up on the front page of ESPN.com like this and before they're distributing it from all of their different social media sites. But this is such an embarrassment. And frankly, that's even giving credit and presuming that it was not an intentional error. For them to report that Jacob Blake was unarmed when he was shot by Kenosha, Wisconsin police, is 100% a lie. That is an easy lie to confirm that it is a lie. It's everywhere. There is audio of Jacob Blake talking to police saying, yes, I was armed when I was shot. And yet they propagated a lie which millions of people saw. And in this time in particular, where everything is so divisive and so many people are on their last emotion because social media is dividing us, black, white, Asian, Hispanic, and they are using sports to divide us. For them to get something wrong like this, it feels so bad. Like, it's one thing if you get, hey, like, we're writing a story and we got a score wrong, right? The score can get fixed. It really doesn't matter that much in the grand scheme of things, right? 
somebody won 31 to 21 and you reported it was 31 to 24 hey everybody can screw up a number every now and then you go back you fix it it's not a big deal that's a factual inaccuracy but in the grand scheme of things it really doesn't matter because it's a sports score and we all know who won the game and we all know what the score was and they'll fix it and that's fine but to get wrong and your primary story probably of the weekend, your most read story, the one that you are putting out there as your most important journalistic work, to report something that is 100% not true, I just I would love to know how many different editors are involved in working on an Adrian Wojnarowski story and how many of them managed to overlook and frankly whether it was an intentional error because they're trying to make police bad and because they're trying to divide us and they're trying to use sports to do it. i just love to know. And frankly, I think ESPN owes an explanation to their entire audience how an error like this happens. How many people saw this story and goofed in order for it to be up for four hours and it would have never been corrected, this falsehood, this blatant, dishonest truth, if we had not at OutKick written about their error it would have stayed up there it would have never been corrected how many people are involved in this and how does it happen I think ESPN owes an answer to their entire audience and frankly I wouldn't trust ESPN if I were out there and you're listening to me probably because you don't because I'm not perfect I get things wrong my opinions are not infallible but the one thing I always do is I get my facts right I'm not going to sit down on this radio show and tell you things that are factually inaccurate. And ESPN will, and they do all the time, and you can't trust them. It's why our audience is exploding and theirs is plummeting. When we come back, top of the third hour, Danny G is going to dive in here. I told him he could be our expert on a huge baseball series over the weekend between the Padres and the Dodgers, maybe in an LCS preview. Heck of a catch by Mookie Betts. Padres fought back in one game three. What do we learn from it more? We'll dive into the Jake Paul story, also the latest on NFL draft drama. All of that headed your direction. This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it product availability just one part that makes o'reilly stand apart the professional parts people oh 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 o'reilly auto parts at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.